0: Hello, nft curious listeners today's episode features the edge of nft podcast live from eth denver 2023 we interviewed three different companies about how they're looking to shape the Web3 industry and beyond. So stay tuned to learn how Near Protocol is a blockchain creating without limits, how Kronos is a blockchain combining both the Ethereum and Cosmos ecosystems, and from our final guest, whose interview got cut short due to technical issues, we'll learn more on how the blockchain Arbitum's suite of scaling solutions provides faster speeds than Ethereum but with the same level of security. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time we explore the nuts and bolts and the business side and also the human element of how nfts are changing the way we interact with the things we love this podcast is for the dreamers disruptors and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next
1: hi everyone welcome to edge of nft live at ETH denver i'm here with Richard Carthon, who's my co-host today. I'm Joshua Krieger, one of the three founders of Edge of NFT, and I am so excited to be here with Ilya, the co-founder of Near Protocol. Welcome to our show today. Yeah,
2: thanks for inviting, great to be here.
1: Yeah, it's been an exciting few days for us, and I know for you, you had a big announcement yesterday about Near and where you guys are going. Why don't you tell our listeners about
2: what you talked about yesterday? It's really exciting stuff. For sure, yeah. So if you remember one thing from this podcast is that Near is the boss, and let me unpack that. <laughs> that. Yes. So the kind of overall, we have always been building toward a mass adoption, toward giving users the control they need uh, Assets control the data, control all of those things. The problem is you always start from building foundational infrastructure, and it's a very developer-focused, developer-centric view. And at the same time, you know we have a pretty big ecosystem. There's thousands of projects building, but they're all still very fragmented. They're building different pieces of experience. There's just no kind of single place where users can come and actually start experiencing navigating. Then there's another part which is. Actually, most of the blockchain is not very decentralized because you're at the end still uniswap.org, right? The website. You have Curve that got hacked. Like, you have the front ends that are very centralized, developed by a centralized team, and are like highly susceptible to issues. What we have launched yesterday is a new layer that allows to build composable front ends that are decentralized, that are served from the blockchain. This is then built on top of already existing data stack we have on top of actually any blockchain. With that, you can start building applications and user applications extremely fast that are fully decentralized. The front end is decentralized, the back end is decentralized. You can use any smart contract on any blockchain. So you can actually have an app that uses Ethereum smart contract and Near smart contract at the same time in one application, one experience. Users will not know about it. They'll just log in and start using it. We launch actually a lot more things like search, notifications, all of the experiences that users are used to in, web, in one package. That's what we're calling blockchain operating system. It's a place where developers get all of the tools they need, all of the services they need to build, and users can just come in and use applications and not think about hardware, the blockchain behind the scene. All of this, we've just released alpha.near.org. This is where the, the preview of this is happening. There's already like over 2000 users there and a lot of developer activity as well going to be rolling out over the next few months to like more and more wider.
1: You guys have been busy. This is a massive announcement. Can we rewind in terms of who you are and how we got to this moment? And how much preparation went into this? For sure, yeah. That's been uh, over 4
2: years in the making. My original back- I'm actually from Ukraine. My background is machine learning. I've been doing machine learning for about 10 years. I was at Google Research working across natural language understanding. I'm actually contributed to a paper that right now all of the chat GPT, GPT-3 stuff is based on. And I left Google and partnered up with my co-founder, Alex. We were starting to work on how do we use some of these models to generate code. We wanted to automate software development. And as part of that, we ended up building a crowdsourcing system. We had people around the world, mostly students, working on small tasks for us, and we needed to pay them, like a micropayments. And it's actually pretty hard to do with traditional financial system, especially when you pay into China, into Russia, into Ukraine back then. We started looking at blockchain as a solution for our own problem while we were doing something else. And the more we got into the rabbit hole, the more we realized there is a problem in the blockchain that is actually very not solved. When was this? This was May 2018. So this is already after hype of the ICOs, etc. But it was like there is a technology that's supposed to be a global payment network. But when you start actually trying to use it, it's super complicated, it's super clunky, it's super expensive, it doesn't scale. Even at the scale we had, a few thousand people a day, for example, it was not scaling. And it was actually more expensive to, for example, pay people on Ethereum than what, how much we were paying them. Yeah. We were like, okay, well, that's a problem. We like, started digging, like, what is the other are the alternatives, approaches, protocols, et cetera. We did not find anything that was approaching from kind of base principles of how do we scale scalability? but maintain usability how do we keep the experience of using the blockchain as removed from the user as possible that's what near started with it's like how do we make it really simple to use and build for developers it should be secure obviously and it needs to be scalable so simple secure scalable and blockchain was obviously piece number one as a foundation as a structure but we always were building user tooling developer tooling and focusing on kind of end-to-end experience so this announcement is tied in all together because yes we started as layer one but in reality it's not about layer one layer one is just the component you need to build this enabling experience for the users that's why we're calling it blockchain operating system
1: i love it i could have used the boss back in college and had we met back then maybe 10 years earlier you would have got started earlier because i was working remotely with a company doing optical character recognition processing with a team of college students at my own college and other colleges all over the world. And I was trying to figure out how to do these micropayments to get them compensated for taking these characters and processing them. And it was really difficult back then, too. I totally get it. And I think there's a lot of micro economies that can benefit
2: from this technology. Exactly, yeah. At the end, what blockchain is really good at is opening up markets. And actually, everything in our life is a market. We just don't usually perceive it that way. Right now, it's so hard even when you do have it on chain to access it and so what we making it easy making it cross-chain available making it kind of liquidity to flow and at the same time the user experience just don't need to think about any of the blockchain details
3: with the big announcement that you just did which i think is quite remarkable you were starting to get into alpha.near.org which is boss which is which y'all are bringing out and it's very timely just as josh was alluding to how back in the college he was starting to build he was trying to create these things and right now as much as people call it a bear market we're in a builder's market time for people to build and you are creating a process for people to be able to do that. Why would more and more people enter your ecosystem to participate in this latest drop?
2: For sure. Yeah. Let me just a quick note on the bear market, right? So we started in pretty much August, 2018, If you remember, this was like on a full-on steep drop-down. We built through 2019 and launched in 2020. 2019 was great. It was like so little distractions. You could focus, you can build, you could build reputation. Like it was amazing. And for us right now, it's an amazing time. We're building, we're shipping. I think our team started shipping faster since January. than it like- Less distractions, (laughs) right? Less distractions. (laughs) Like your team isn't trading crypto as much. They're just working. So I think it's actually really exciting. And we see similar things happening on- our developers in our ecosystem. But what this kind of boss platform allows you to do is actually develop faster, period. It's not just develop faster in web three. This is actually a faster development environment for frontends already in web two. And we see some people building web two applications on this as well. You don't need to do hosting, you don't need to do identity, you don't need you have payments embedded, you don't need like stripe or anything and you can compose from existing pieces really quickly new experiences. What we already see is this is going to be a better developer experience period, and that's always what we were trying to do. Web3 should be better than Web2. It right. should not be like, hey, we should be matching Web2 experience. No, it should be better, and it should be like 10x better. You should be building faster. You should be attracting users faster. There should be better network effects because users have control, and so they don't have like issues with the onboarding should be easier and not harder. Like, you should right. be coming already with your social graph. So if you're using a new app and you already have your social graph, like, you don't need to re onboard and refollow everyone. It should be really quickly. That's what we're getting right now. We have social graph already on chain. We have, like we have all those pieces coming together now. And we see already people, like, building new experiences that... It's possible to do it in Web 2. It's just going to take you so much longer. And here you can ship things in like one, two days. And that's why I'm exciting here for the hackathon, because we have a bunch of bounties. We have a bunch of kind of things for people to build. And I'm obviously like after this, we're going to continue uh, rolling this in. So we already see a bunch of people coming, and I'm sure there will be more and more, even from Web 2, who will see the power of this.
1: Absolutely. And your ecosystem is also quite robust. I'm in LA, and there's a lot of near builders and projects that are spawning from the NEAR ecosystem. We have Chris Gale coming on our show soon, founder of the new NFT marketplace on NEAR. What are some of the existing projects that everyone should know about that are being built on the NEAR ecosystem that you're excited about?
2: The thing is, I will name few, but then I'll get a lot of shit for not naming somebody else. I'll apologize. The ones like I think are really exciting. There's a whole host of NFT marketplaces that are really amazing, Phil and Far with Chris Gale. There's Minbase, there's Paris, there's like few others that are de-aggregators. All of that is really powerful because Near always been designed for utility first, and a lot of these folks are actually working on really cool kind of experiences, utility, team enablement, working with kind of existing companies to create some experience around NFT, not just drop a generative art but then not have anything from this. And I think that's exciting. There's a lot of gaming that's built around this communities. It's really cool. Games sadly take time to build, like way more way longer usually than one expects. We have really cool financial applications. I'll just name orderly because it's actually solving the problems that we've seen with centralized exchanges by Having a decentralized order book where the order book itself is off-chain, so you still have the performance of centralized exchange, but all the custody and settlement happens on-chain right away. You cannot do things that we've seen centralized exchanges do with this model, while you still have exactly the same experience as of a centralized exchange. And so they're already—they've been growing and they're launching more products in coming months. Keep track of that. I think there's a lot of exciting stuff in DAOs. People are experimenting and the social ip ownership spaces is really interesting so social obviously niche as well in in l.a check it out it's like mini communities nft enabled but also like creates these niche communities that really i think is where the social interactions are going anyway and ip ownership spans from sale gp owning a team with, with a DAO to for example kino where the community fund the movie and interact with it right you have very big range of kind of what IP ownership means, but I think that use case is extremely powerful. And there's like a ton of other stuff that like even here, right, there's, there's a lot of folks infrastructure, it was tooling, but the end user experiences is where I think it's really getting exciting. So
3: as you're looking at this and more and more builders are coming to your ecosystem, you have a lot of different pieces of your ecosystem that is making it more possible for users to onboard, become part of that mass adoption, right? That mass adoption word is something that people like to toss around, talk about all the time. And right now during this builder time. And as you just launched Boss, you're trying to help bring that out by allowing, just like you said, your developers to come and be able to build easier and bring on those devs over into Web3 and also for your end user experience to be more fluid. What is it gonna take to keep moving mass adoption forward?
2: Yeah, so that's why, so Boss is not just the developer platform, right? Similarly how Windows back in the day and right now the iOS and iPhone, It's important that platform itself gets enough audience so that it becomes the distribution channel. And then developers want to come to it because it's a distribution channel, right? Like people started wanting to build for iOS early on because like they knew there's enough iPhones out there. What we're doing with Boss and with alpha.near.org is starting to build that distribution and audience. And there's like few core primitive social interactions, engagement that kind of start a lot of this. We're still starting with our community, obviously. And so like right now it's Fournier and Superfans and Web still Web3 users, but we are dropping, boarding, making sure that we're gonna be using biometrics for creating kind of private keys behind the scene so that users don't even see that. You just look at your phone, boom, you're in. You have actually a private key, it's self-custody, it's synced, it's in iCloud or in Google password but you don't even need to know about that. And so as soon as you have that, have engagement, you have follows, we will have like growth engines on top of this. This is two-sided market, right? Developers building new experiences, and then we bring in more and more users into these experiences and matching them. What we will need to figure out is how to build better and better matching the discovery part. And so I think that's where kind of the network effect's gonna start because because everything is on the same platform, because users have the control of the, over their data, They can interact with any of these apps and experiences. They'll see that, oh, actually, I'm going from here to here. Like, I still see my friends, but now they're interacting with music, right? We have, like, music applications as well, by the way. The Mago Endless. And, like, you can go, oh, I see this new person that I just saw. They, like, listening to this music. Okay, cool. Oh, they're actually going to a concert. They're organizing a DAO to go to a concert together. Boom, you can join that. So you can have this really interesting flows and interactions between different experiences. And we don't have this right now. We don't have this in web two, we don't have this in web three. So this is what we're trying to really put together. And then a lot of growth behind it. We can actually a lot of users from Sweatcoin, from other already existing audiences that right now are still locked one application and just really give them a lot of engaging.
1: It's really exciting to hear how all this is coming together for Near and where you guys are going. When we talk about mass adoption, there's the hockey stick analogy, of course. and it really feels like you guys are trying to push this whole industry forward not just what's happening in near itself what's the timing in terms of where we are in the hockey stick and not having rose colored glasses on when do we hit that inflection point that based on how you see the accelerated growth within the near ecosystem
2: there's still a lot to build, right? As I said, we're launching, for example, easier onboarding, we're launching a lot of like better recovery methods. All of those pieces, understanding every drop-off point for users is extremely important. And so similarly, like Sweatcoin, for example, has 120 million installs. They have the user base, but that user base is not activated yet. They're not fully engaged with all of the experiences on the blockchain. We need to do both. We need to drop the Onboarding lower and lower, but then like test and, and try the engagement, and this is normal product work. This is like we're talking about stuff that everybody does, but we'll need a lot of experiments and see. Our goal is to have really coming together for NearCon. Uh, When's that this year? I don't know. If we announced it yet. I'm Not trying to trick you, but that will be coming out in what quarter? In in the fourth quarter. Great. And so with that, yeah, I think we'll see a pretty nice growth from that and from more cohesion between all this application. Again, not just near protocol blockchain but also other blockchain as well like we already support metamask login you can use Ethereum apps as well we can see how the whole web3 ecosystem is going to be coming together on the bus that's
3: pretty incredible and a lot of people are listening to this right now and they're really excited they're like oh my gosh now's the time now's the time i've been waiting for that moment to try to get with near how can people that are listening to this podcast right now really start to engage learn more about Boss and everything that's going on with
2: I mean, you can start with near the door, but also the near the dog is where you, if you are interested in really diving in, that's where to go. Again, it's still, we're working on onboarding. There's still some kinks. That's why it's alpha. But yeah, that's be really the engaging experience. There's already, as I said, 2,000 people like interacting there. There's like a whole pretty live feed, people following, there's applications that are games already built there some other experiences, financial experiences, NFT experiences, the NFT marketplace built inside the boss already. So like a lot of stuff to play around and give feedback. If you're a developer, build some more stuff and yeah just see it growing as more and more stuff gets launched. We're
1: excited. We really appreciate your time with us today, Ilya. I know there's a lot going on at ETH Denver. I hope it's a meaningful process from here in terms of getting those builders to get pumped about what's going on. And we've got Outer Edge LA and working with some of your companies on that. And then look forward to maybe seeing you at NearCon and being part of that and getting some updates. Thanks for your time today.
2: Sounds good. Thank you.
0: You have questions about blockchain? Like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or, have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better barbecued or deep fried? (laughs) Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore. Because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. Blockchain Trading Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> so hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOV for 50% off and start your next block today.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Josh Krieger, co-host of EDGE NFT, live at ETH Denver 2023 with Richard Carthon, my guest co-host today. We are here with Ella Chong, the VP of Ecosystem and Partnerships at Kronos Labs, who is creating an open source of internet value. It's so great to have you with us, Ella. Thanks for taking some time out to hang.
4: Yeah, thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, it's been fun here. How's your East Denver been so far?
4: It's been very interesting. A lot of valuable conversations are happening, but also a bit overwhelming. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I just want to tap into the your background just a little bit more because I think it's really cool. Chronos is a public layer one blockchain that interop, interoperates with both Ethereum and Cosmos ecosystems backed by Crypto.com and more than 400 dApp developers and the ecosystem partners, a veteran in the Web3 industry since 2016, your director of partnerships at Stellar Development Foundation, followed by various roles in investment advisory and DeFi. I think it's really cool to see You come and be a part of Eve denver like you said you came out here and you're seeing all of these people and it feels a little bit overwhelming as this is one of the first big events that you've been to i think that's a pretty bullish sign to see how many builders are here right now what's your take on just seeing this many people here
4: yeah i think throughout the past few years being working full time in this industry like we've seen the bear and the bull cycles i think this time it really feels different we're in the bear market but Everyone is talking about interesting ideas, innovative projects that they're building. I haven't entered into any conversation so far at East Denver that people are like, talking about the price or everyone's talking about the project they're building. So I think it shows that as an industry, we fund certain product market fit and people are excited about what they're building.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's interesting how you guys form that partnership with Crypto.com in terms of bringing together Web 2 and Web 3. Can you tell us more about that partnership and how it came into being, where it's at right now?
4: Yeah, for sure. Just to talk a bit about like the origin of Kronos Chain. Kronos Chain is started with Crypto.com's early support. I think as a centralized like exchange, Crypto.com also want to continue this journey of onboarding this user's, massive user base that they have over to the Web3 world. Because I think over time, we believe that the Web3 world is... Are going to start to like capture market share, maybe at some point might surpass the centralized platforms. With that idea in mind, Crypto.com start to became the early supporter of. Kronos chain. And the way that Kronos Labs partner with Crypto.com is Crypto.com has this huge user base of 75 million KYC users. They probably bought their first Bitcoin or Dogecoin on Crypto.com, maybe because seeing some sports advertisements like F1, saw Crypto.com at different F1 World Cup, and then got curious about crypto. And then Crypto.com provide this really good products, easy, a smooth experience for for everyday users who don't know much about crypto to buy their first crypto. But the journey doesn't stop here. There's so much to do about the crypto and blockchain technology, so that they wanted to continue this journey. And you can see from their product suite from NFT marketplace, they also have a non-custodial DeFi wallet. The journey continues when the users spot their first crypto on crypto.com and they start to play around and see, oh, there's an earn function. Where does the APY come from? And then they discover, oh, there's actually different... DeFi projects that are powering those APIs and earnings. And then Crypto.com also provide a lot of educational content to them. And they start to learn more about what is DeFi, what is NFT, what is Web3 Gaming. And then they venture to the non-custodial experience using Crypto.com DeFi wallet. So we partner actually very closely with the DeFi wallet where Chronos ecosystem applications are quite highlighted on their interface. People start to play around with DeFi and it's very interesting to see that a lot of our users their first defi or dex experience was actually on kronos they probably have never heard of sushi swap uniswap and then we do a lot of educational content guiding them through onboarding them onto this web3 journey so that's how we work uh, crypto.com's team with their full suite of products and services very
3: cool and as you're like talking about that building a really cool ecosystem landscape and you're alluding to how to bridge that gap from people that are coming from Web 2 over to Web 3, Kronos is really partnering with Crypto.com to be that on-ramp and to provide a lot of utility that provide users with things that they don't even initially know that they're using, like Web 3, like the decks and other things that you explained. What are some of the other things that Kronos is building right continue to expand and create things during this builder's market?
4: Yeah, I think we're not there yet. It would be overstating to say that, oh, users won't tell the difference they're using Web3 products. I don't think they're yet in terms of user experience. This is us as a whole industry are trying to figure out. I think there's a lot of new innovations happening to provide better wallet experience, get rid of seed freezes, etc. Baby steps, right? I think for now, we are working on a few things. One is to provide better exposure and visibility of what you can do on Kronos chain. That involves having a dApp Dapp store via crypto.com DeFi wallet. Users can easily see what they can do with DeFi projects, NFTs, gaming, what kind of earnings they can get. I think that's uh, important because the Web3 space is so massive. So you need to provide that visibility and education to guide people through on what they can do on Kronos crypto.com non-custodial wallet. And then the second thing is really education, I think. Because our users are mostly very new to Web3, we work with a lot of the applications come to build on Kronos on educating them about the 101 on DeFi, on DEXs. A lot of people, when the first DEX VBS launched on Kronos, a lot of people don't even know what AMM is. Right, It's very exciting. Those partners that are working with us, they also find that A lot of those applications are cross-chain, multi-chain approach. But when they come to Kronos, the feedback that we've been getting is they're able to onboard new users who have never interacted with them in the past. It's not we're trying to fight the same user pool with other chains. We're really trying to be this hub to onboard new users over to Web3. And then we are very pro-multi-chain. Through Kronos, users can discover chains or other applications as well, and then being sitting in between the EVM, the Ethereum ecosystem and Cosmos ecosystem really give us this unique position to facilitate those cross-chain experiences as well. But right now, our focus is still on like making sure the user experience for new that we own through Crypto.com is smooth and we're getting there.
1: Awesome. And every great ecosystem, in addition to education, has some sort of accelerator program to onboard new developers and new founders that have big visions and help them tap into what you guys are doing. Can you break down the Kronos Accelerator program for us? What are the details? How do people get involved? What's that process look like?
4: Yeah, for sure. With Kronos Ecosystem, a lot of builders at the conference asked me, what are the programs you guys have to support builders to build applications or infrastructure? We have two programs. One is the Grants program. And then the second one is what you mentioned, the Accelerator program, which I'm super excited about. Accelerator program is a 12-weeks-long program. Every cohort, we recruit about six to eight projects, and every single week we have master classes, workshops, Uh, each project will be matched with several mentors as well. There will be like an upfront investment with potential follow-up up up to 300k investment after the event. And then by the end of the program, we'll have a massive demo day where we will invite 100 NGOs VC partners that we have to view the project's presentation, and then we also support the projects with the follow-on fundraising Journey. The program is really set up with a purpose to support very high quality elite projects that we believe will be the future star on Kronos and also just Web3 space in general. We don't really limit them to be within Kronos, but really to foster the future stars that can onboard billions of users onto Kronos. And a few verticals that we're focusing on are. DeFi, especially like advanced DeFi meaning that projects that new DeFi primitives that doesn't exist in the market yet, projects that are focusing on onboarding retail users and then gaming NFT infrastructure I think this is still a massive building design space for that you can easily onboard Web2 game developers to add Web3 elements into their games and then the third one is infrastructure and toolings, ZK solutions DID, account abstraction, etc. So these are the focus for our second cohort and the application is open right now and if you're building interesting projects definitely encourage you to apply.
1: Yeah, sounds like a great program. So you've done one cohort so far that's graduated and now you're on the second.
4: Yeah, exactly.
1: So early, great opportunity to get involved and it sounds like it's a robust sort of ecosystem that you get to tap into through this accelerator program.
4: Yeah, exactly. And I think from our experience from the first cohort, some of the builders have been successful entrepreneurs in the Web2 space and they told us this workshop really gave them holistic training on the Web3 elements, not just the technical side, but also So like, how do you do community building? How do you do marketing, tokenomics design, legal? And then we match them up with different partners. They get perks from all the infra partners. We have discounts, like free credits. Yeah, people really enjoyed it.
1: Everyone loves perks.
3: Loves perks, (laughs) loves guidance. It's really cool that y'all have these accelerators and it's great to see the early success of these cohorts. But as you look at Kronos, I'm sure you have a roadmap ahead for 2023 and some really cool things on the horizon. A couple of these things that you have on that roadmap and what do you think, Are things that people should be excited about that you can talk about?
4: Yeah, sure. With Kronos, this year is definitely exciting because I think this year there's gonna be a lot of new. Primitives coming up. So, we're observing and we're talking to all these projects as well. With us, I guess, to focus, what does it look like in terms of future technical scaling for Kronos? So, we're exploring different routes in terms of rollups as well as working with other projects in the Cosmos ecosystem to explore. Not too much I can share at this point, but stay tuned as we will announce in the coming months. And then, the second one, also on the technical side, is being more interconnected to other chains. As I mentioned earlier, we are the first EVM chain that's built on the Cosmos SDK. This allows us to, with ability to connect with other EVM chains as well as Cosmos chains. Up till now, we formed a lot of bridges, especially within Cosmos ecosystem, but primarily focused on building within Cosmos till now. But I think. With our ecosystem, have grown to a space where there's a lot of interesting use cases, cross-chain use cases can be explored. This year, we're gonna start partner with other blockchains, partner with other Cosmos chains. There's a lot of exciting things that are happening at Cosmos. DYDX is building app chain. Circle is building app on cosmos we're excited about these potential opportunities as well really facilitate and be on the forefront of facilitating this cross-chain experience for users
1: and how do non-fungible tokens fit into your point of view and in how are you integrating non-fungible tokens into the ecosystem
4: yes NFTs. is just- always a have a ton of activities on Kronos. i think if you look at the crypto.com user preference like they're very much into nfts into gaming i think a very interesting aspect that we're looking at is crypto.com have partnerships with big brands, right? Sports brands, entertainment brands. We're exploring using Kronos as a foundational technology, as a chain to power some of the use cases that crypto.com's partners are looking at. The one example is during the World Cup, like crypto.com has this partnership with Coca-Cola where they dropped NFT on crypto.com marketplace. And those NFTs are actually living on Kronos. Those are one example, but we're exploring a lot of those high profile partnerships.
1: Very cool. This has been really educational for me in terms of what's going on in Kronos. I hope that this is a meaningful experience being here at ETH Denver for you and excited to stay in touch about everything happening at Edge of NFT and Outer Edge LA coming up in a few weeks. We love to talk about the intersection between Web 2 and Web 3 and mass adoption. seems like you guys are doing a lot to to move the industry forward, so I appreciate all that people want to stay in touch with Kronos, get involved, where do they go?
4: Yeah, just follow us on Twitter at Kronos Chang and then yeah, we have our regular updates there. That's the best place to find us.
1: All right. Thanks for spending a little time for us and look forward to being in touch.
4: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you d who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership, not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together, like Voltron, to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale, model of yacht, or actual yacht. Hello
1: everyone, this is Josh Krieger here with Richard Carthon, co-host of Edge of NFT live at ETH Denver 2023. It is an exciting place to be in this builder's market. I am here with Harry and Barat, co-founder and chief technology officer at Arbitrum, and Harry's he- responsible for partnerships. Richard will go into their bios a little bit more.
3: Yeah, so Harry leads the engineering team and before the company attended Princeton as PhD candidate where his research explored economics and anonymity and incentive compatibility of cryptocurrencies. Now for Bharat, he's a he worked in crypto space in 2017 is growing Arbitrum's DAO community. He is a graduate of University of Southern California and is based in Los
1: Angeles. Awesome. Same as me. Side. What's this weather lately? It's been crazy. <laughs> it's crazy.
5: It's actually warmer here than it is in LA. I
1: know. Right I brought long johns. I don't even need them here. I need them in LA. <laughs> Something's messed up, guys. But on the positive side, Arbitrum has really been doing some exciting things around giving Ethereum more capacity, taking off those brakes, if you will. Tell us more about what that looks like and how this kind of came into being.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So Arbitrum is a layer two blockchain, an optimistic rollup that's secured by Ethereum. It has around seven times the capacity of Ethereum, but the same level of security. And so it provides a massive amount of additional use cases, additional lower prices, it's faster, it's easier to use, and it's really where sort of Ethereum usage is moving.
1: That's exciting. And when did it come into being and in, what was the genesis story?
6: Yeah, the original idea actually came from my co-founder, one of my co-founders, Ed Felton, who was a Princeton University professor and came up with the idea actually in I think to late 2013, before Ethereum had even launched, yeah, just like seeing the Ethereum design and kind of thinking about this. And it, it, then he ended up, he left, he went to the White House and was the deputy CTO under the Obama administration for a couple of years. And the idea went dead at that point. And it was really too early. But when he came back, Stephen Goldfeder and I, along with him, basically brought the project back up, worked on it as a research paper where we were all, Stephen and I, grad student, working with, published it as a paper in, in 2018, raised a, a seed round in early 2019. And then in August of 2021, actually launched the chain. It's been a long time coming.
1: <laughs> Sounds like it could be a prime TV show at some point, right? <laughs> (laughs) So right now
3: we're in a builder's market and you're seeing a lot of people wanting to look and explore other types of ecosystems that are out there. So for things that are being built right now within your ecosystems, what are some of the things that you can tell us about and why should people be excited about participating in Arbitrum?
5: Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I think the reason that scaling Ethereum is so important and should be important to everyone is because... Gas fees are just going to be 95 to 99% cheaper on a chain like Arbitrum than they will be on Ethereum. And I know if people were around in 2021 and trying to buy NFTs on OpenSea, if you were buying a $100 NFT, you were spending about $150 on gas at the time. It was insane. Absolutely insane. And it's just not sustainable if we're trying to get mainstream adoption. So something like Arbitrum, which also has OpenSea support now on Arbitrum One and Arbitrum Nova, those same gas fees are sub $0.10 cents now, sub $0.05 cents sometimes, and with Arbitrum Nova, sub $0.01. Cent. It's the same NFT, same experience for the user. And you're also using ETH as your currency, which most people have and are using to buy NFTs. It's really important to scale Ethereum and we're continuing to lower those costs every year. So we're really excited about that. In terms of the ecosystem itself, though, when Arbitrum first launched in August 2021, we saw the growth of a community called Treasure. And most people that bridged over to Arbitrum were excited about things like DeFi, more traditional crypto stuff. But what we found is that people started to come over to Arbitrum because of Treasure and their NFT and gaming ecosystem. And looking back at the data, most people's first transaction using blockchain was NFTs. And Treasure really opened us up to a mainstream audience that was maybe a little bit intimidated by DeFi, but really excited about stuff like NFTs and gaming and stuff like that. So the, today, Treasure's e- ecosystem has done over $300 million of volume. And they have a massive ecosystem of games, whether it's like free to play or their NFT collections as well. And they pioneered this strategy of white, like earning a whitelist spot, not just knowing insider connections, but actually doing work in the community to get a whitelist spot. So if you promoted the Treasure DAO ecosystem, you would get a whitelist spot. And this kind of grassroots energy that Treasure Dow had is really what we feel as well at Arbitrum. And they had to find product market fit because there were no other incentives and they really did well. Today, Treasure Dow is really killing it. And We've seen the growth of a lot of other ecosystems today too, pioneering different strategies to get organic adoption. We're really excited about the NFC ecosystem right now. Do you have any like AAA games that have come out or in the works? That's a great question. There is a lot of stuff in stealth right now that we can't really talk about quite yet, but we are really excited about the next quarter or two. We're talking to some really exciting games, whether they're crypto native and using a lot of on-chain activity, and chain like Nova is perfect for them because of the cost just sub one cent. But in terms of AAA games, there's some really exciting stuff being worked on right now, but can't say too much on the podcast.
1: And we've got Outer Edge LA coming up in a few weeks, and it's really the intersection of entertainment and technology. Anything going on in the entertainment
5: space that you could talk about? Yeah, it's a great question. There are a couple of interesting things happening. On one side, we were, Arbitrum was just at New York Fashion Week last week. Oh, and wow. we actually, I know guys like us in New York Fashion Week, can you imagine that? We sponsored the Creature World, which is a really cool collection. On sure, bottom.
1: sure. Jake is speaking at our
5: event. Oh. Sure we're
1: all just super cool.
5: Yeah, super cool. And, you know, Danny Cole, super innovative artist. So Arbitrum was a part of that. They actually launched their mint on Arbitrum to promote their New York Fashion Week show. So that was a really cool intersection with entertainment because Arbitrum is really great for, like, crypto-native audiences. We're starting to branch out to, like, a mainstream audience as well. That's a really exciting time. And I know me being in LA and seeing the LA NFT community get really active, I'm very excited about this intersection as well. Another really cool thing that happened a couple of months ago was Pudgy Penguins, which I think a lot of people are familiar with. Sure. They actually bridged over one of their collections, Lil Pudgies, over to Arbitron.
0: Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the Edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. There's always room for more Voyagers on this starship, so invite your friends and any cool extraterrestrials you know by going to Spotify or iTunes right now where you can rate us, share the show, and leave a comment. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole with additional episodes, blog posts, and more. Finally, look us up on all major social platforms by typing "edge of NFT" with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Finally, NFTLA 2022 was a blast. Last year's amazing event was an ascension into the ever-expanding world of Web3 and beyond through an educational and fun event focused on NFTs, blockchain, and other immersive mind-bending tech developments. This year's event theme is The Outer Edge dedicated to all of you building with us on the final frontier of tech, forming the future today. In just a few weeks, this amazing community experience returns to Los Angeles March 20th through the 23rd, 2023. Organized by the Edge of Company and us founders at the Edge of NFT podcast, this year's conversation surrounds the decentralized web and its ever-expanding connection to the worlds of artificial intelligence, extended reality, and more. From workshops and presentations to out-of-this-world experiences, this networking event will boldly transport participants into the future today. Register to attend or learn how to co-create an experience with the Outer Edge team by heading over to OuterEdge.live. Can't wait to see you there. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.